The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I'm the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Uh, I'm in the midst of teaching a two-part series before I go into my new stuff for next month and the month after on just how are you working out your first quarter goals in 2021? How, first of all, do you have goals? And if you do have goals, how are they going? Are you achieving them? Have you put them down? Are you treating them like the normal New Year's resolutions? Where are you right now? Where are you right now with what you want to accomplish for this year? The reason why I emphasize, well, I've been emphasizing last week and this week, the first quarter is, when you don't emphasize the first quarter, the year can get away from you really easy. You look up easily, rather, and you can look up and it's August, and you're like, man, I had some stuff I was supposed to be doing in February and March, and now you're playing catch-up if you're playing the game at all. So instead of waiting and living unconsciously, I'm asking you to have a high level of conscious awareness about where you are in life and what you want to achieve. Don't let another year get past you. And then you look back and say, man, I felt like I wasted a year. Well, I felt like I wasted the last five years or I've wasted a decade or Lord knows I've wasted a lifetime. Not achieving the things that really matter to me for various reasons. You know, it was a, uh, talking with my baby brother the other day or yeah, Monday. And we, you know, we were just talking about, you know, some people we know who just don't have initiative. And it was just an interesting conversation because, you know, sometimes you just got to want it and put the work in and putting the work in doesn't always mean it's going to be comfortable. You know, if you go to the gym, if you're used to working out, you know that it's not always, it's not always good to get up, change, go to the gym, do the exercises, go to the classes, do the routines or whatever. But the results you get from it can be fantastic. The better health, the, you know, the, you know, when you get your, you know, blood test and other stuff back from the doctor and your all your, all your tests are good or trending in the right direction when you have more energy, you have more vitality, when you look better in your clothes, it, it makes a difference. So it's no different than with your goals. So last week I talked about different areas that you might want to look at in your life. And I, then I took some material from think and grow rich to emphasize and focus just on the money part. So today I'm going to teach smart goals. Now I'm sure everyone has heard about smart goals or most people, and I'm going to say everyone, most people have heard about smart goals if you're in the business world. 
It's SMART goals. Uh, SMART is an acronym, and it means specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. Sometimes the relevant is sometimes called realistic. But, again, it's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. So I'm going to go over these steps one at a time so we can make sure we're clear about what our SMART goals are. So if you have goals, they should be able to be worked through this process. Now, some people have added to the SMART goals two extra letters, and they call them SMARTER, SMARTER goals. And SMARTER goals add two extra letters or steps. E is evaluated, and R is reviewed. So some people use SMART goals, and a few new people are using smarter goals. In other words, evaluated and reviewed at the end of the other stuff. So let's drill down on what we need to do for these smart goals. All right. So let me be clear about one thing. The first thing is S, specific. As Reverend Ike used to always say, you must be definite with the infinite. Again, using the example of going to eat at the restaurant on the top of the John Hancock building in Chicago, Illinois. For those who don't know, Chicago has a lot of tall buildings. The second tallest building in Chicago is the John Hancock building. And there's a very nice restaurant on the, on the top floor of the penthouse of the building. Now, if I want to go to that restaurant, when I get into the elevator, uh, I have to press the button for that floor. I have to be specific. I can't just get in the elevator and hope that it will take me to the floor I desire. I have to get into the elevator and make a choice. And the choice activates the power in the elevator. And my choices, your choices, our choices activates the universal power of God, the universal law, the universal substance, the potential, the possibility, whatever term you want to use to help us achieve what it is that we desire. So the first thing we need to make sure that we're doing is that they are specific, specific. All right. How specific are you about your goals? In other words, your goal should be clear and specific. All right. If not, then your, your, your energy will be scattershot. And you might not accomplish what it is that you desire because you haven't gotten consistent enough with being definite with the infinite. In metaphysics, we use the term the mental equivalent, which I taught a whole series on a few years ago. You can go back and listen to those lessons. I think they're really good. But how I teach the mental equivalent is clarity of thought and conviction of feeling. Clarity of thought has to come first. In other words, you have to build the mental blueprint. What is it that you're seeking to manifest? If I wanted to build a house, a building, a car, or anything else, I have to have a blueprint first. Before I put the resources to it, it has to have an outline for me to work from. Well, your mind and God's laws need your mental outline to work from. That's why you must be definite with the infinite. So let me ask you a few questions. What do you want to accomplish? Why is this goal important? 
Who's involved? Where is it located? What resources or limits are involved? Be very specific. Why is this necessary? You must be definite with the infinite. You got to get really clear about what it is that you're seeking to produce. How clear can you see it? Some people have goals that require a lot of help from other people, which means you have to enroll people to a higher vision. How can you sell someone on just the feeling? You have to help them see it. When Martin Luther King said, I have a dream, he, then he explained it so people could see it. He just didn't say, I have a dream. He explained what the dream was. Can you explain what your dream is? Can you explain what your goals are? Can you explain what you want to produce? Can you explain what you want to do? Again, specific. You must be definite with the infinite. You need to be clear and specific in your own mind. And you should be able to explain it to someone if you need help producing it. And you most likely will. Because if you want to play big, you can't play alone. Even Michael Jordan and LeBron James can't go one on five. They had to have teammates. Until Jordan had to have Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant before he ever won championships. LeBron James had to have Dwayne Wade and, and uh, Chris Bosh before he won championships. Shaq had to have Kobe and a coach like Phil Jackson before he ever won championships. If you want to play big, if you want to have a championship-level life, you're going to need help. And that means enrolling people into the vision of what you're seeking to produce. It doesn't make a difference. If, if it's just you, you might be playing the game a little small. All right. The second thing, the M in SMART, is measurable. Measurable. It's, it's important to have measurable goals so you can track your progress. There's no other way to say it. So you can be clear about how well you're doing. You have to assess what you're doing. You have to put deadlines in. You have to say by when. Okay? It's not just enough to say I want it. It's I want it by when. When do you want it by? When do you want to produce this goal by? It makes a difference. So if a person says who's 22 getting out of uh, uh, college for the undergrad and they want to be a, a medical doctor, then they have to map that out. I want to be a medical doctor. If I do everything the way I'm supposed to do it, I'll be a medical doctor by this age. Now, they might bump into some hiccups, but it's a goal. You have to have something that you're, that you're working towards that's measurable. A lot of times people don't want things to be measurable because they don't want accountability. See, but when you say something is measurable, you say, okay, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, by when? 
I want to lose 30 pounds by when? I want a healthier ma marriage. How do you measure that? What's the, how do you measure it? How do you assess a healthier marriage? I want a better work environment. How do you assess a better work environment? A measurable goal should always answer these questions. How much? How many? How will I know when it is accomplished? In other words, by when? By how? And how and when will it be done? And what's the and how do I measure it? I mean, you know, I think it's one of the reasons why people love sports. Because sports is one of the areas in life where the rules are in front of people and you measure who wins and loses by the score at the end of the game. It doesn't make a difference how much you run back and forth up and down the basketball court. At the end of, at the NBA level, at the end of four quarters, 12 minutes per quarter, the team with the most points wins. Football, four, four quarters, at the end of the game, the team with the most points wins. Baseball, nine innings. The team with the most runs at the end of the game is declared the winner. How do you know when you are winning? How do you know when you have accomplished the goal? It has to be measurable. The reason why you can measure sports is because they have defined rules within a defined set of time. And within those rules, you have to accomplish or succeed in the goal. Score the points, run the race, jump over the, jump over the bar, you know, throw the ball, whatever it is that requires success in that field you already know ahead of time and you can measure it not only against what you've done, but you can measure it against anybody else. I think that's one of the reasons why people like sports. One of them There's some other reasons, but that's one of them It's measurable. So get real clear about what that looks like for you. Measurable. Then there's achievable. M, S, M, and now we're at A for smart. Achievable. Your goal needs to be realistic and attainable to be successful. Now, let me be clear because I teach metaphysics. To me, to me, all things are possible. Let me get that out of the way. I want you to think big. I want you to think beyond uh, your paradigm. I want you to shatter any context that you have currently. And if you go for something that is outside your belief system, so so far outside of your belief system, you won't even try. It, it has to be within your, your wheelhouse to, to say, okay, I'm doing this. So, you know, I'm not, you know, am I saying it's possible to do it? Yes. But then there's plausible. And then there's probable. Okay? So... If I said, you know, that I want to win the Olympics in boxing, 
all right? That means at my weight class, that means that I'll be fighting. First of all, I have to learn how to box. I do martial arts, not box, and it's totally different. And I would have to learn how to box. Then I would have to compete against people that are between 18 and 22 years old. It's been some years since I've seen that age. And I would have to turn into the 2021 version of George Foreman to achieve that goal. Now, is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? It'll be harder. It'll be just as hard as Michael Jordan coming back and dominating the NBA right now. So you have to believe that it's possible. And if you don't, then you potentially will be, you know, just, again, scattershot with your energy. Okay, I want to go to the moon in 2022, and I'm not an astronaut, and I haven't trained for it, and I haven't prepared for it. And, and, you know, I don't even know. I, I just want you to get the multiple variables. Now, is that possible? Yes. Is it probable? Most likely not. So let's drill down on some questions for this particular subject or uh, part of the lesson, achievable. Achievable means stretch, but still remain possible. Write that down. Stretch, but still believe it's possible. When you set a goal that you believe is achievable, but stretches you, now you're growing. Now you're expanding. But in your mind, you still think it's possible. So ask yourself when you make these goals, because sometimes people are just shooting goals off the hip. No thought process around it. It's no different than saying, I want to go to the moon by August, and it's late May. So how can you, so ask yourself these questions. How can I accomplish this goal? How realistic is the goal based on other constraints, such as financial factors? When you're working with achievable goals, you have to ask yourself another question like, is it worth it for me? You know, I've been watching these documentaries of late of different people who are successful in different fields of life. And for some people, their success came at a really great cost. Not knowing their children, not spending time, missing the birthdays, missing the Halloweens, dress ups, missing the luncheons, missing the baseball games, missing the ballerina and the piano recitals for their kids. Missing, 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 missing. So you got to be clear. You got to be real, real clear about what it is that you're seeking to produce. Do you believe that it's possible if you stretch? Do you believe that it's possible if you if you give it your best? Do you believe it? Because what you believe, or as Napoleon Hill would say, what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. So so the ability to achieve is based a lot on the steps before it, specific 
and measurable. Because that'll help fortify your belief and give you clarity of thought. All right, the next step is, uh, let me just deal with this. Be mindful of setting goals that are dependent on somebody else always to do it. You know, you can't set the goal of X person or Y person is going to be nicer to me. You can set the goal that I'm going to be in relationships that are holistic and uh, and honor my integrity and well-being with love. And that most likely means either those people evolve or they leave. If not, then you're choosing to be in that experience. Because you say you have an intention, but you're allowing somebody else to treat you a different kind of way. All right. The fourth uh, step in SMART goals is R for relevant. Relevant also can be considered results. But I'm going to teach it for relevant today. It's a couple of ways you can teach this R. I've seen it in various ways. I'm going to teach it relevant today. I might teach it differently another day but you know that's how things go you know for whatever reason I just had this song of this old uh, rock song back in the day say la vie say la vie that's just the way it goes sometimes anyway relevant what does it mean this step is about ensuring that your goals matter to you and that they align with your other relevant goals so make sure that your plans drive everything forward that you are responsible for in achieving your own goal. So let me break it down with relevant. Does this seem worthwhile? I talked about that earlier. Okay. Because this is really a why question. Does, it seem, does this seem worthwhile? Okay. In other words, meaning. Is this the right time for it? It's a good question. Is, the, is this the right time for it? Now, in, in truth, the time is always now. However, in seasons, there, there's seasons to business, just like there's seasons to life and to the weather. You don't go out and try to plant seeds when it's snow on the ground. Timing does matter. Timing does matter. Is this the right time? And again, and if not, if if you come up with no, this isn't the right time, then you then have to say, okay, what is the right time, and then make sure you execute at that time. Don't use that step to to make you not do what you're supposed to be doing, because even if it's not the right time, you could be preparing for the right time. You know, sometimes people will say, okay, uh, this is not the right time to have this conversation with my loved one. Okay, then what is the right time? Or you go to the person and say, hey. I got something I need to talk to you about, and it's really important, but um, can you let me know a good time to talk? And the person says, let me get back to you, okay? Then they don't get back to you. Hey, I mentioned to you that there's something I really need to talk to you about. And you said uh, you were going to get back to me when I asked you about a good time to talk. Now, um, do you have a good time? And then you don't let that be. If they don't want to have a good uh, uh, time, then that means that they're either avoiding the conversation or they don't respect you enough to give you a time. In other words, what their agenda is more important than yours. 
And then you might not, you have some decisions about how you want to deal with people like that personally with much prayer work. I know how I get down. You got to do what you feel as though is right for you. Now, next thing is, does this match your other efforts or needs? So you have this goal. Does it match it or is it in alignment with the other things that you're trying to do or seeking to do? Sometimes we have goals that actually conflict with what we're trying to accomplish in the other aspects of our lives. You know, you're like, okay, I want more family time, but you want to work 13 hours a day, six days a week. That might be a conflicting goal. All right. I want to, you know, you want to save up for an emergency fund and then invest a certain amount of money every month. But at the same time, you you like to spend money, bar hop, buy everything impulsively you can at the stores or on Amazon. Those are two different goals. So you might say, well, I want to, you know, I want to have fun and order what I want to do and enjoy my money as much as I possibly can and live for today and then say you want to build a, up a, a sound retirement. You have to figure out how to make both of those work so they're not conflicting. Then it says, uh, am I the right person to reach this goal? Now, that question might just mean, have I developed the talents and skills necessary to produce it? That's all. Because I believe if God gave you the vision, God gives you the provision. All right? And then you have to ask yourself any other relevant questions that matter to you to make sure that you can accomplish the things you want to accomplish in life. All right? You know, is this the right time to do this at the job? You know, is, is there a better season for this? And, if, and again, but never leave it there. You always have to come out of those type of questions with specific times, dates, and actionable items. So I'm looking at the clock. It looks like it's about time for us to take our break. So hopefully this is beneficial to you. I'm trying to make it as as easy to understand as possible hopefully you you have your pen and pad and you're taking down your notes so you can execute this material and information we'll be right back with truth transform Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back. Welcome back. Before I get back into teaching these smart goals, let me give my quick commercial for Christ Universal Temple. So, be reminded that Christ Universal Temple live streams is live stream only currently service in the midst of the pandemic. We haven't gone back into the building yet with people, but we live stream our services every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Central Time. So make sure you tune in for a good lesson, powerful prayer and great music, 1030 a.m. until noon Central Time every Sunday. We also have Facebook Live lessons 
at noon Central Time on our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple. By the way, you can check out our website for our live stream, our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple, or our YouTube page, CU Temple, the letter CU and the word Temple all together. Also, be reminded that we have a, uh, our senior minister rather, has a Facebook show, class, presentation he does. He calls it Temple Talks on 7 p.m. Central Time. All you have to do is put uh, Rev Derek Wells into Facebook search engine and it'll pop up. We also have a consciousness building call every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Time. You can go to our website or our Facebook page to get information about how to get um, connected, the number to call in for the prayer. You can remember that you can go to the website, go to the, you know, scroll down on somewhere on the website. It allows you to sign up for the e-blast so you can stay connected to what we're doing and how we're doing it. So I just wanted you to be present to the many ways in which you can stay plugged in. One last thing, the Johnny Coleman Institute will have a new six-week semester beginning on May 10th. I'm going to be teaching a class on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. The name of my class is Treat Yourself to Life, and it's a book about how to use the power of spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer to produce results you want in different areas of your life. It's based upon the book of the same title by Raymond Charles Barker, who was an old-school science of mind minister. Uh, we're going to have a good time. The book's not that big. The class is on Zoom. You go to the Christ Universal Temple's websites, www.cutemple.org. Click on the classes tab and look for the class. Register for it. It doesn't cost that much. It's, you know, we want to make sure everyone has an opportunity to take a class. So we only the registration is only $20. And then you give a love offering per class. We expect that people who get fed from the class will support it financially. So we want to make sure that you have an opportunity in it. And if Wednesday night doesn't work for you, take a look at the other classes and see if there's something being taught that resonates with your soul. So you can get the good that you desire by first of all, working on your mind, because that's a part of your goal, developing your spirituality, growing your consciousness. And you want to figure out a way in which you can do it, sign up for a class at the Johnny Coleman Institute on our church website. And trust me, you won't regret it. And I've been having really large classes on uh, Zoom of late, you know, uh, even one that had well over 100 people in the class, which is kind of different to teach on Zoom because it's hard to focus on. But, you know, I got skills, so I make it happen. All right. So let's get back to the SMART goals. So we've done S, M, A, and R, and now we're at T, time bound, time bound. Every goal needs a target date so that you have a deadline to focus on and something to work toward. All right? I want to make sure you're good. So a time bound goal usually answers these questions. When? When? When will you accomplish it? When will it be done? How do you know when it's finished? 
then you can ask yourself questions like, what can I do six months from now? What can I do six weeks from now? What can I do three weeks from now? What can I do next week? What can I do tomorrow? What can I do today? So when it's time bound, now you're working backwards. You're working backwards. So say for instance, you want, you have a goal and the goal has to be accomplished by December 31st, 2021, whatever the goal is. Now you have to have measurables in place to make sure that you're accomplishing it. So that's why smart has measurable. So, okay. Based upon what I'm saying, this is where I want to be in June. Based upon what I say I want to do, this is where I need to be in uh, by September 15th. This is where I need to be by Thanksgiving. And this is where I have to be at December 31st. So as you're going along and it's existing in time, that means there's a level of accountability to it that allows you to measure it properly. Again, is it time bound? Napoleon Hill once wrote, a, a goal is a dream with a deadline. If you don't have deadlines on your goals, in my opinion, they're not really goals. They're wishes. A goal is a dream with a deadline. A goal is a dream with a deadline. You just got to allow that to land and have its own breathing room. Saying you just want to be happy, saying you just want more money, saying you want to be more spiritual, saying you want to have a better prayer life, saying you want a significant, significant other, saying you want your relationship to be better, you want your marriage to be better, saying that you want, you want, you want without goals, without any of these steps that I put in here, without it existing in time, doesn't make a difference. For me, I put things in my calendar quickly. And if it's a if it's something that's extended out for a while, on Google Calendar, you can even put stuff up to, okay, a week before you know, as a reminder. Okay, say for, for instance, okay, I'm putting goals in, but okay, a week from the day of something I need to accomplish, it gives me an opportunity to say, okay, where am I with this? Or two days before. If I even if I have a meeting tomorrow, I'll do and I put it in my Google Calendar. I'll I'll put a reminder two hours ahead, and then like five minutes before. Why? Because it's easy to walk into something that you say you want to produce unprepared. Why? Because life is coming at you with so much data. This is why I talked to five choices. That was the last series. Life is coming at you with so much information, with so many demands, with so many responsibilities that you will find that if you don't create time bound goals and get real clear with your calendar about how you're going to manage your time, then what will end up happening is life will get past you. The things that matter to you, the things that you really want to do will get past you because you haven't put any time because the time will determine what needs to be done. Going back to the uh, sports analogy, when in football, when teams are behind a lot, 
Me, in other words, they're being outscored a lot. And I say football, I'm talking about American football. My brain doesn't think football and think soccer, as most of the world would call football, what we call soccer. I'm talking about American football. When a team is behind a lot in points, and they now know it's only one quarter left, they don't run their traditional offense. They normally run what football players or teams call a hurry-up offense. That normally means the quarterback is in shotgun. They've abandoned trying to run and have balance. Now the quarterback has to take greater chances. They have to throw the ball down the field more. They have to try to manage time, throw the ball to the wide receiver, let him get out of, out of bounds, things of that nature that you don't have to think about. And at the end of the game, with the two minutes left, they definitely do it. Don't throw the ball over the middle. Try to hit the corners. If you throw the ball over the middle, you got to call a timeout. They're managing time. So the less time you have, the more specific and intentional you have to be to a- accomplish your goals. So are do you have time-bound goals? And it's really good to know what quarter you're in when you're doing it. So if you don't have any money, for instance, and you want to retire in five years, you have a window, a very tight window to accomplish and achieve all the money that you need to retire. Now that's time bound. That's time bound. There are some people who in their 20s are saying, I want to be retired by the time I'm 40 with enough money to live off of for the rest of my life. And it gets done. Why? There's a whole bunch of people who work. They made it their all-consuming goal. Now, does that mean that they didn't sacrifice other stuff? Highly possible. But they made it their all-consuming goal. Many people do not have an all-consuming goal. You know, this is one of the things that people learned from that documentary, The Last Dance, that was on ABC. Now it's on NBC. Uh, now it's on um, Netflix, I believe. It was on ESPN. It was an ESPN documentary that played on ABC and ESPN about Michael Jordan's career with the Chicago Bulls. And one of the things that came out of that documentary was Michael Jordan was consumed with being the greatest player and the greatest champion. It was an all-consuming goal. Be the best. Leave no doubt. I'm the best. My team is the best. We win. Now, to do it, those were time-bound goals. Why? Because an NBA career is only a finite amount of time. There are no NBA players playing basketball at 65 years old. If you don't, if you don't make that designation by a certain amount of time, then that's over. He had a finite amount of time to get his game to the place to where you couldn't argue that he was the best. Now, you have other players coming up down the pike, like the LeBron James, which some people believe is the best player. I don't. I'm, I'm pro-Jordan, but I'm not taking anything from LeBron when I say it. 
because he's fantastic. My point is this. If he wants to usurp Jordan, he has a finite amount of time to achieve it. One of Michael Jordan's goals, I'm going to show you how time-bound can work. Michael Jordan's goal was to have more championships than Magic Johnson. First, it was more championships than Larry Bird. Larry Bird had three. Magic Johnson was considered the ultimate winner in his era. Now, nobody's catching Bill Russell. Bill Russell had 11 and 13 years, but the NBA had like eight teams and two rounds of the playoff, three rounds of the playoffs or something like that. It was much easier back then to um, if you had a dominant team to keep winning. That being said, Magic Johnson was the ultimate winner when Jordan came into the league. Bird was the best player. Magic was the most dominant winner. So he had to usurp the best player, and then he had to usurp the most dominant uh, uh, winner. So he had to have six championships because Magic had five. Kobe Bryant, when he was playing, he wanted that sixth championship so bad, it was almost unreal because he wanted to at least catch Michael Jordan. LeBron has four. He wants to catch Michael Jordan. Don't let anybody tell you he doesn't. It's, but it's time-bound. He's 36. How long will he be in his prime? Why am I using these basketball analogies? But one, because my brain thinks in sports at times. But the point that I'm trying to make is you have to be really clear about the amount of time you have to produce what you need to produce. It's great to make a goal, you know, if if you're making 50-year goals when you're 80, great. But let's just be realistic. Part of being realistic is in the smart goals. Now, if you have a goal that lives beyond you, then that's doable because you have an idea or vision that can transcend you. As I tell people all the time, the idea of Christ Universal Temple that came through the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman didn't end with her. Therefore, she has a successor, and he will have a successor, and so on and so on and so on. Now, let me just get back to time bound. Get real clear. Get real clear. Whatever you want to do, write down when you want to do it. I talked a lot about this last year, last week with the money, but it doesn't make a difference what the goal is. Get real clear about your time bound. Just don't be just working. Just don't be going along to get along. Get real clear so you can maximize your time. You have a finite amount of time to be in this body to achieve these goals that you desire. Even though you're an infinite spiritual being, you have a finite amount of time that you're in your body to achieve the goals that you say you wanted to achieve. Even if you believe in re-embodiment or reincarnation, you have a finite amount of time that you are the person you are in the body that you're in to achieve the goals you say that matter to you. Point blank. All right. So I'm going to just dabble a little bit with these ER because it's not a part of the normal SMART goals, but evaluate it. I think in the process of dealing with all of this, evaluate it just means how, what is your method of evaluating all of this? And if somebody else had to evaluate it, how do they evaluate it? It's just a question. 
how is it evaluated? If I said, okay, I did this, how do I evaluate it? And how can someone else evaluate it? In other words, is it objective? Saying I want, I'm, I'm more happy than I was last year or last month is subjective. Saying that I increased my sales 15% from last month is objective. If a college is raising donations from donors, it's objective to say uh, our donations are up 27% from this point last year or this month last year. It's subjective to say we have more donations than last year. What does that mean? It has to be evaluated. That's all I'm saying. The best systems have evaluation methods. In other words, they're field tested. You know, I love the quote by Mike Tyson. It might not be the direct quote, but this is in the, in the, the gist of it. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. In the face. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Because a person can say, I got this strategy. When I get in the ring with Mike Tyson, I'm going to throw my jab, and I'm going to use my footwork to stay off of him. And when he does this, I'm going to hit him with the right hook. And when he does that, I'm going to hit him with the uppercut. And then you're in the ring with Mike Tyson. Now what you're saying can be evaluated. Okay? This is what you say you're going to do with, with your goals and with your life. Now, now you're out there as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, at the new job in the marriage, as a parent. Now you're dealing with it in real time. You have to evaluate the effectiveness of it. How effective is it? This matters. You know, this is one of the problems in the martial art community. I always joke around with my martial art buddies that sometimes a method of evaluation with martial arts can be rather funny because you have a lot of people making claims that they can't really do it in real life. Uh, you know, my chi will throw you back six feet. You know, people run up to me and grab my wrist and I just flip my pinky and they go flipping 10 feet in the air. No, that's not a method of real evaluation because it's other factors, you know, that go along to that subconscious tendencies to impress people to train a certain kind of way so they throw themselves when you move slightly. But then when you get around somebody that isn't a part of your system or your school and you try it, you get punched in the face. Evaluation. Evaluation. Some people say they can handle the thing until there's a time to evaluate it. It's one of the reasons why I always tell speakers, preachers, motivational speakers, teachers, tape yourself as often as you can and listen to yourself and watch yourself. If you can video it, videotape yourself, watch your body language. Watch how you use your eyes. Are you making contact with the audience? How are you using your points? Can people follow you easily? Get other people who know what the heck they're doing and have them evaluate what you're doing. 
Have them take a listen to it. You don't mean that their opinion has to be the all in all, but if they've earned the right to say, hey, you could have did this this way instead of that way, then you listen. I never forget some years ago, uh, I was talking to the you know the person who's considered the greatest motivational speaker of all time, Les Brown, who was a you know uh, from Christ Universal Temple, and uh, I sent him this video of me speaking. He's like, "Oh man, that was great. Your points with this, your points with that, but you could have opened it like this, and it would have even been better." And I was like, "Okay, I'm funny about my lessons, but at the same time." This is the greatest motivational speaker in the world. I would be an idiot not to listen to what he's saying and at least bring it to the process of evaluation to see if it would be more effective. And when I looked at it, I said, you know what? He's right. I'm going to try it this way the next time and see what works. And it landed. See, sometimes we don't want evaluation because we just don't want people to uh, critiquing our stuff. We're sensitive about our stuff. But as the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin used to always tell me about scholarship, biblical scholarship, if you're afraid to put your hypothesis, if you're afraid to put your position on paper, then you're not ready for it because it's going to be criticized. That's what a critic is. But a critic shouldn't be anybody. A critic should be someone who has skill and expertise in the field. And I mean, you have to live with it, but at least, in other words, who's critiquing you and why? And if they have a level of expertise, slow down and listen. They might, you might learn something. Next thing is reviewed, which goes along again with evaluation. How is this being reviewed? If you have these goals that you say you want to accomplish and say, for instance, you work for somebody the person who, who, who supervises you should be able to review it and see the results clearly. The goal accomplished. They should be able to put their stamp of approval on it. I really want that to land. So, as you work with your goals, whether it's smart or smarter goals, Start putting some stuff down on paper and looking at it daily and putting some structure around it. Take time to go through these things. These smart goals. You can Google an image of smart goals. Sometimes people make charts of them and put it where you can see it daily. But figure it out. Don't waste your time. Because when you waste your time, you are wasting your life. Because your t life in a physical body is time-bound. The spiritual you exists outside of time. It precedes birth and it transcends what we call death. But the physical you is time-bound. So when you waste your time, you are wasting your life. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life.
Don't waste your life. Create some smart goals and trust that God, the universe, infinite intelligence, universal law, divine mind, you know, whatever term you use, Jehovah, Yahweh, Allah, Brahman, whatever term you use, know that this universal spiritual presence and power that we call God will back up your goals. But you got to have some order in your thinking. And the smart goals process helps you get some order in your thinking. So I pray that this was beneficial to you and that you can use it. Reach out to me on my Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell Facebook page and let me know how the smart goals are working for you. I would love to know. Again, on Facebook, I have a, a show for this podcast, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Reach out to me and let me know how it's working, what you learned from it and what you're doing and how it's working. And if you've gotten and, and when you get results, if you work it, how did the results go? So I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. God bless you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.